The Golden Mike Podcast is presented by SeaDeck Marine Products. SeaDeck features non-absorbent closed-cell PE EVA blended foam that delivers the perfect combination of comfort, safety, and style. For more information, check out www.seadeck.com. That's S-E-A-D-E-K.com. Your boat deserves SeaDeck. And now, it's showtime. Unbelievable. Recognized as the official voice of Toad Water Sports for over a decade. His vocal tones have narrated the industry's biggest and most prestigious events in the world. With over 25 years of on-water experience, captivating charisma, and a command of his audience. Presented by Sea Deck Marine Products, it's the Golden Mike Podcast. With the noise of the North himself, Dano the Mano. Hello everybody and thank you for tuning in to episode 110 of the Golden Mike Podcast. As always, I am the noise of the North, Dan of the Mano, recording this time from my Chicagoland studio in Northbrook, Illinois. We had some snow, we had some rain, and now we have slush. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, and you know what? I already got you guys something. What's that underneath the tree? It's your bi-monthly dose of audio sunshine. This episode is brought to you in part by Active Water Sports. Active Water Sports represents what a real pro shop should be. With 37 years of water sports, industry, experience under their belt, they're knowledgeable and passionate about all their products from boats to wakeboards and are dedicated to helping you make the best buying decisions possible. If you're in the market for anything water sports related, go to www.activewake.com to browse their massive catalog But Dano, you're asking yourself, I'm new to the world of Toad Water Sports and I don't know where to start. Well, they've got you covered too because you can check out their website. They've got comprehensive online guides for buying wakeboards, water skis, tubes, and wetsuits. They'll answer questions you didn't even know you had. Active Water Sports, they take your fun seriously. Speaking of active water sports, today we bring you part two of our two-part episode recorded live at the 32nd Active Water Sports Evening with the Stars event in Oregon City, Oregon. I know you've all been waiting for the thrilling conclusion. Well, wait no more. Today's episode features interviews with Liquid Force GM Don Wallace, the elusive Canadian himself, Rafter Rome, and the man who founded Active Water Sports, Warren Freese himself. But before we get into it, let me put my promoting hat back on and remind you all to please continue to spread the word about this, the Golden Mike Podcast. You already know there is no other podcast in the toad water sports industry that has continued to deliver quality content for a half decade straight, and we're only going to keep the content coming and improving but I can't do it on my own. Here's how you can do your part and I can keep doing mine. Be sure to subscribe to the Golden Mike Podcast on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. 
You can also listen free on SoundCloud at noiseofthenorth.com. Tell all your friends and family members to do the same, your grandma too. And after you listen to the show on iTunes, please take a minute to rate it five stars. We're up to 103 five-star ratings and 68 reviews. But with your help, I think we can get up to Beyonce numbers. What do you guys say? Just so you know, if you take the time to write a review, I'll take the time to read it right here on this podcast. So you just picture it. The Noise of the North, reading your words and sharing your message with thousands of listeners all across the seven continents, Antarctica too. If that isn't motivation enough, I'll even personally send you a free Golden Mike Podcast t-shirt to thank you for your support. Just shoot me an email and a screenshot of your review once you do so to goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com and I'll be sure to send you your new favorite t-shirt and that sounds like a pretty sweet deal to me. A big shout out goes out to Troy, Ryan, Adam, Iman, and Kyle. Your swag is in the mail. You guys sent me those awesome screenshots. You made my day. You made my weekend. You made my month, guys. Get hooked up. Get swagged out. Shoot me that email. Get those reviews up. We actually didn't have any new reviews this week, but what we did have is people go back and update their reviews, which I guess is always appreciated. This first one comes from a Jeep for you who writes, Dano continues to deliver. Love the content, stories from the past, and interviews of the current and past Toad Water Sports legends. Keep it up, Dano. Good to see you recognized through the industry as well. Thank you so much, a Jeep for you being recognized. By the industry is one thing, but what really warms my heart is being recognized and encouraged by listeners like you. I'm glad you enjoy the podcast and we're only getting better, baby. The second updated five-star review comes from our old pal, Wake-A-Lot, who's posted a question this time. He writes, yeah, Dano, that's not a question, but I guess this is, of all the places you've traveled, what would be the coolest in your mind? Wake lot, that's a really good question. The coolest place I've ever been, well, it's tough to say because I've been to a whole lot of places, but one of my favorite trips happens to be one of my first real trips abroad. This was to Northern Ireland back in 2007. It was early in my announcing career, and I got to go with Daniel Watkins and Brett Eisenhower and Joey Medock for a wakeboard contest in a little town called Inniskillen. We painted that town, whatever you say, I don't really know, but I got to hang out with some amazing wakeboarders, some amazing locals. I actually got to see David O'Keefe ride as a little kid. Uh, Everyone was wakeboarding in front of this amazing medieval-looking castle. I think we stayed in a castle on that trip. I shared a room with Ike, with Brett Eisenhower. It was incredible. Also, guys, that's awesome that you're going back and updating old reviews to ask me questions. But, hey, there's an easier way to do that. If you want, just email me whatever questions you have, goldenmike at noiseofthenorth.com. I check it every day, usually about 25 times. I'll be more than happy to answer them right here on the air, anything you ask, for the most part. You know what? Maybe we can even have a whole new Ask Dano or Lamano or talk to the hand segment, get it, La Mano. Anyways, I'm always down to answer all your burning questions about water sports, athletes, and life. So email me. Trust me, it makes me feel good. 
All right, guys, we'll be right back with part two of this, the 32nd Active Water Sports Evening with the Stars. But first, let's pay those bills right here on the Golden Mike Podcast. Since 1998, Roswell Marine has defined many of the marine products we all use and love today. Everything ranging from marine audio to towing to accessories, whatever your boating needs, chances are Roswell Marine makes the best version of it. The brand is always pushing boundaries within the industry to create more beautiful and functional products that make your time on the water more enjoyable. They've been the recipient of multiple innovation awards and have created multiple industry firsts, including their patented cam lock systems and spinning tower speakers. Roswell's motto is quality without compromise. And no matter what you buy, Roswell products are built to perform reliably from the moment you unbox them. Go to roswellmarine.com to see their full line of products. Presented by Sea Deck Marine Products, it's the Golden Mike Podcast with the noise of the north, Dano the Mano. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my next guest here, he's never been on the Golden Mike Podcast, but he has been on another famous, uh, well, extreme sports podcast, the Powell Movement Let's bring in the one and only Mr. Don Wallace. Don. What's happening, buddy? This is kind of where you're from, too, right? Yeah, not so I grew up in like Lake Tahoe, Northern California area, but I went to school at University of Oregon. Go Ducks. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I spent a ton of time up here. Got a lot of friends from college that are still up here and, you know, always really am stoked to come up here and hang out with the active crew because, for one, obviously they're putting on an amazing event, but it's just a beautiful area up here. And, and yeah, anytime I have an opportunity to get to the Northwest. I'm stoked on it. So you're with Liquid Force and you've been with Liquid for a long, long time. Actually, now if I remember, you got to go back to the Powell movement and listen. I listened to your episode. Yeah. But you started, you started what, working for like a surf magazine? And yeah, exactly. So like at, while I was at school at uh, Oregon, I just knew I wanted to get in action sports. I didn't care if I worked for you know, a, a surf company, a skate company, a wakeboard company, just anything that I was interested in. And I happened to land a position one summer with Surfing Magazine down in Southern California. Just literally saw their ma- on their masthead in the magazine that they had interns and just kind of was that annoying college kid bugging the marketing director there to where to the point where he finally just relented and gave me the job. And yeah, and while I was there, I met, uh, he happened to be friends with Tony Finn so I met Tony and had the opportunity to intern for him. Tony didn't even know what an intern was, but the fact that I was willing to work for free was enough for him. So, yeah, I started doing that one how, summer. How long did it take to get the paycheck, and then what position did you end up getting? So that was the summer in between my junior and senior year in college. And, uh, you know, went back to school, just kind of kept in touch with the guys there. And while I was in school, Tony actually – at that point, just hit me up and said, hey, our team manager quit. Would you be inter- interested in doing that? And, you know, I still had three months left in school before I graduated. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to do it, but I can't do it yet. So really uh, kind of some back and forth at that point, trying to convince Tony it probably wasn't a good idea for me to quit college with three months left. And so, yeah, so I've, basically it was my junior, senior year. And then I started right after that and started as team manager. So. And you kind of climbed the ladder through Liquid Force. So at what position are you at now? Yeah, so now um, 
we kind of don't love titles at Liquid Forest because we all do a little bit of everything. But my official title, I guess, is general manager, just kind of overseeing everything. And, you know, Tony Finn had done that for 20 plus years. And he was just looking to do something different and, uh, you know, kind of step down a little bit as running the company and be more of an ambassador and and uh, has let me kind of take that over. And it, it's awesome because we have a good crew and I really just need to you know, work with them and make sure that things are, are kind of running smoothly and that I'm giving them the resources to, you know, to get the job done and, and have fun. Hey, what's it like working with a guy like, well, both uh, Tony Finn and Jimmy Redman, you know, these, these, what characters? characters well, first yeah. of all, we just watched the, 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 the active documentary a little bit ago and Tony, I don't even think he's trying to be funny. No, not at all. That's just him. He's, he's crazy. comedy nonstop. But, you know, getting to watch him back in the old days, what do you think of his skirfer moves? Oh, it's hilarious. And, and what's funny is that in that video, his actual wife is one of the models that was riding skirfer back then. So he had just found these girls that were into water skiing and convinced them to go on a skirfer. And years later, he ends up marrying one of her. But, yeah, no, he's Tony's awesome. I mean, he's... Obviously, one of the you know one of the first guys he and Jimmy Redman, who were the founders of Liquid Force, way before they started Liquid Force, you know they were kind of the guys that got the sport of wakeboarding going. Um, so for me, for one thing, it's awesome to be working with those guys. Just you know, I, it's like even though I've worked with them for 20 plus years now, I still have some days where I trip out like. That's crazy. I'm working with the guys that started this sport. Essentially, and is it all comedy in the office? Oh, is there ever any serious time? Uh, I mean, for sure, but usually it's like, it's not coming from Tony and it's not coming from Jimmy. But is it bad when people, when it's like you and Aaron Grace are the most serious dudes at the company? For sure. Yeah. When I'm having to reprimand Tony and Jimmy for something that they did that was just stupid, but no, it's, you know, it's like any business We're we're serious, but we're also super serious about having fun and, you know, from whether it's the crew and customer service or our team riders or our, you know, warehouse or anybody like that. Like we're all in this because it's a fun sport and you know, it's something that we're, you know, even if you're not super passionate about, like, honestly, there's people that work in the company that aren't super passionate about wakeboarding, but they're super passionate about having fun and and providing products that people have fun with. So I'm really into what you guys are doing. And you you talked about your time as team manager and I, you know, I spent a lot of time with the riders and a lot of these guys before I, got to meet them or even when I did um, you know there have been mentors and heroes of mine and just good friends in general and um, over the summer you know I I, I, over the years I get to spend time with guys like Shane Bonifay who I remember Shane getting the uh, up he was hanging out with us in Wisconsin he got a shipment of freeze Uh, a couple months later he got a shipment of flies the next summer he got a shipment of squirt boards it was so cool just just to kind of date myself and and show how long that oh for sure Shane Man. has been a part of it, and um, and Watson, another guy, you know, uh, a dude who, who made so much history in the sport, you know, a two-time national champion, the first pro rider to land the 900, um, and although I think these guys uh, still have relevancy, or if that's even a word that I, it might not be, but they're still relevant in the From sport. From a riding they're, perspective, They're still yep. great riders. Um, they're still so fun to watch out there. They're still getting people behind the boat and going out there, and they can still throw a good demo. Um but it seems like you guys have kind of made sure that they still have a spot, even though they're maybe not the top competitive riders anymore. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think one of the hardest things that any, it's not just wakeboarding, any action sports company deals with is that you've got these athletes that 
you know, they've, they've been the heart and soul of your brand. I mean, Shane and Watson are perfect examples of that. And, you know, as they start getting older, they're, they're not old, they're still young, but it's like, you know, like Bob mentioned, it's like there's these young kids that are ripping. And so Shane and Watson, they're not at the top of the game anymore. They, even though still they're amazing riders. Mentally they are. Yeah, exactly. They're amazing riders and they're still so fun to watch, but you know, they're, they're, they're not the peak of the sport necessarily. And so what do you do? It's like, you just, okay, each year, do we just start paying them a little less? And eventually they're not part of the company. And, you know, I, I've, I've talked to a lot of people that are in our position and they just say that's the hardest thing because you want to try to find positions for these people. And, you know, this, the companies are all small, so there's not a lot of opportunity. But luckily with these guys, you know, they've, Shane, as you know, has, has, you know, worked with film and, you know, camera and editing and that type of stuff for years. And obviously as social media grows and as, as things change in the industry, we needed somebody that could do that. And who better than Shane living out in Florida to go, cruise around and film the team and so yeah so he's doing a lot of the film work for us and then watson you know same thing with him we we really love that kid and wanted him to do something with us so now he's helping aaron grace our marketing director watson's basically our team manager which it's hilarious because you know as the team rider i don't think you really understand the behind the scenes of what goes on and so seeing seeing watson kind of embrace it but also some of the things that he's run into it's funny because I was a team manager, Aaron was a team manager, and we're like, yeah, dude, that's, that's how it goes. You gotta figure it out, but but well, no, it's, it's awesome, because like we, you know, it, it's like most people that work there work there for a long time, and so to be able to have riders like that, you know, even like Greg Nacrasson, still riding the trip, and like, you know, comes to comes to our events sometimes and just you know he's not as involved as those guys are but he was a he's still part of the family he was one of the founding fathers essentially of the brand you know and so to have him part of the family is is awesome for us yeah well i got to give it up to you guys and, and of course i'm proud of shane and watson for really stepping up and i think from what i've seen they've been doing a, a pretty good job and, and oh, you they're know, killing it yeah it, they're doing it, a great it's job it's got to be tough though because you think about the lives that they led you know those they weren't 40 hour a week kind of guys you know they showed up they did demos they showed up they rode contests they showed up they did photo shoots and whatnot yeah. they didn't really have to be a part of the business side so they weren't looking at spreadsheets they weren't they weren't making you know it's like their decision was do i ride today or do i what do i do and so there's a lot of stuff that it's for us it's fun i mean i i enjoy teaching them too right like they didn't they don't have college degrees they don't have a marketing degree but to be able to like help them and at the same time they've got the experience out on the road that a lot of us didn't have as and being athletes i mean i think it's pretty awesome for us to say, oh, yeah, talk to our, you know, some kid that sends in a sponsor me something. It's like, oh, yeah, you need to talk to our team manager, Sean Watson. Like, that's pretty awesome, I think. That's for, pretty cool. For those kids to get to talk to him. So, Hey, so for so many years, Liquid Force put on one of the most premier events in wake sports, um, a contest called Bro Stock. Um, the crew out here at Active, and I, and I talked a little bit uh, about it with Bob Sovin a, f a few minutes ago, um, the, the hang time event really had that, that bro stock feeling to it from the social media stuff that I saw, from yeah, talking sure. to the boys, uh, from watching the videos that were out on YouTube. Uh, you know, it took me six years to bring Feet on Fire back, and I know it's been a few years since we've seen, um, since we've seen it, but you know what are the chances of us ever seeing like a bro stock come back yeah i mean i it's funny because that event you i i laugh when people call it a contest i mean in reality it was a contest but for us it was just you know the, the original idea was just have a bunch of friends come out and we're just gonna put on a little demo out at lake powell and then 
when it turned into this huge event where, you know, one year we had Public Enemy was there playing. I mean, it just turned into this giant thing. And it was super fun, but it started getting to be a little much. And, yeah, we just wanted to take some time off. So after the 10th one, we took, what, Aaron, two, we've taken four years off? Yeah, so we took four seasons off. And Aaron Grace, our marketing director, was just recently, you know, after the 10 years, he's like, I'm never doing that event again. Like, it was a lot of work and it was chaos. But, you know, you just start kind of missing it. And the athletes are telling us how much they missed it. And and so we've been thinking about how can we can we bring it back. And, yeah, Aaron and, and a few of our team riders were up here for the hang time deal. And, you know, it was. It kind of had the same vibe and the same feel and, you know, different scale, obviously, but it was great. And, and we have just such a good relationship with Dan and the whole crew here at Active. And so we've just we've been talking quite a bit. And, you know, my love for the Northwest, Aaron's from Idaho. He loves the Northwest. And so we just thought, man, if we could make something like this happen in Portland, I think it'd be awesome. So nothing, nothing set in stone. But I mean, I think our goal is within the next year to two years to have Brostock back for sure. And I think if it is back, most likely it'll be here in Portland. So we're, we're psyched. I mean, the, the great thing is that we are going to have such a great partner with the active crew. I mean, they're going to be super involved with the boats with, you know, it just will work out great. And, and Dan, you know, Dan is super fired up on bringing something up here too. And I think he's going to be a huge reason that it, the event would come up here and, and happen. So we'll see. We're excited. We just don't, we don't want to promise anything. So there's yet, no nothing, official nothing announcement. Official. Yeah. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for this. Cause I never actually made it out to a bro stock back in the really? day. Yeah. It's crazy. I never actually made it out to a bro stock back in the day, but it, if, if it comes back, you mark my word, I will be there, and you don't even Dude, have to yeah, hire me to announce. You don't <laughs> even have to hire me to announce. I will just come out, and I will hang out, make a wizard stick, do whatever it takes <laughs> to have a good time and prove myself Yeah, the wizard stick definitely needs to come back and be a part of this. But I, And I think it will. It, hey, it'd be great, man. Don, I don't know how much uh, – well, I know you were on the Powell Movement podcast, and I recommend to all my listeners to go and, and listen to that show. Uh, but if anybody – do you do you do social media? Do people follow you? Are you into that? Yeah, a little. I mean, so it's funny. So Powell Movement, I'm stoked you mentioned that because Mike's one of my good buddies, and, you know, you – he listens to yours you listen to his like he's an awesome guy and so if anybody has an opportunity to check out his i'd be stoked on that and yeah i mean i don't really do anything on instagram that's cool i mainly just post things about my wife who's a badass muay thai fighter so if you guys are interested in that my uh, instagram is just dsw duck so boom so watch out for that uh liquid force anything uh, special exciting we could watch out for for 2019 yeah, so, I mean, really, like I said, we're hoping to get Brostock back, so we'll see that. Aaron's been working on a, a you know, U.S. cable series, too, that we've got potentially coming on. So. Now, that I would be interested in announcing, okay? Yeah, yeah, for so. sure. No, I know, so, I mean, really just trying to, I don't know, I feel like worldwide there's a ton of events going on, but the U.S. recently, it seems like there aren't as many wakeboard events, you know, and so we just have always felt like, our job at Liquid Force is not just to sell a bunch of wakeboards and sell a bunch of wake surfers and things like that. I mean, it, it is obviously, but our job really is to grow the sport and, and to help, you know, and, and just like this event, Evening with the Stars is, is helping keep the community stoked on wakeboarding. That's what these events are going to do too. And, you know, Aaron's really passionate about bringing that event series. So yeah, I think, you know, besides just the normal 
product, whatever. Like that's kind of our biggest thing is just trying to trying to do a couple cool event series this next summer. So yeah. Very good. All right. Don, thank you so much for, for sitting down with me. I feel like we could actually sit here and probably go for, for an hour. Hey, man. let's do it some other time, man. I'd be stoked. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to get you. You'll be on your second major, well, full <laughs> major podcast. I'm going to come to California, visit you guys down in the office one of these days. Perfect. perfect. I got to get, get Tony and Jimmy proper episodes also because we got to hear their full stories. Yeah, that'd be great, man. Come down anytime. Very good. All right, there he is. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Don Wallace. Don, thank you so much. Right on. Thanks, man. I'm going to bring up my next guest. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the one and only Raf Jerome. Comment allez-vous? Ça va bien, toi? Eh bien. Comment va ton français? Uh, un petit peu, un petit uh, peu. <laughs> not much. I still haven't learned French, my friend. Good to see you, dude. What do you do? First, let's, let's talk about your 2018 competitive season because you are not a man who competes often but when you do you make it count and you made it count this summer talk about it all right yeah well most of my season was dedicated to filming formats so actually not not just my last season but the past two seasons were dedicated to filming a full movie and uh took a lot of time and a lot of my energy so that that was my main focus and then um I tried to schedule one or two events in my season to compete and, yeah, try to see if I still had it. Now, can we expect to see you uh, back in any more competitions in 2019, or, or are you thinking about focusing more on more video parts and, and projects like that? Well, my initial reaction, I always say I'd rather film, because that's where I, I feel like I can be more creative, and I'm more passionate about that right now, but Liquid Force, like we said, are doing a series, so... Liquid Force is my main sponsor, so definitely I'll be I'll be part of the Liquid Force series. So it'd be like a cable event series. So did we kind of just break the news about this series on the podcast, well, or has it been out there? I mean, it's not official one one hundred percent, but I think it's looking like it will happen. So it's unofficially official. Exactly. So not saying when and where exactly, but sometime this summer. I should, uh, yeah, I think I'll try to do the three event series. Very good. You all, yeah. I know that you're a guy who likes to keep people thinking and surprised and whatnot. And I had you on my podcast 59 episodes ago. Can you believe that? 59 episodes since you and I recorded. Where do we record? In Korea? Korea, yeah. Okay, so in episode 50 of the Golden Mike podcast, I asked you what your vision of a wakeboard film, um, basically the ultimate wakeboard film, yeah. and you, you, you sort of laid it out for me. About a year and a half, maybe two years later, it all came to fruition in formats. Yeah. Talk a little bit about what formats is, who wrote in formats, and how you feel about uh, the, the success that the video has had, yeah. what success it's had. Yeah. Well, okay, so Formats is five different writers from different places in the world. So me from Canada, Felix Georgi from Germany. We had Dylan from Canada, and we had Gunther from Cincinnati, and we had Nick Dorsey from Alberta originally. Um, so Calgary. Calgary? Calgary, Alberta. Ooh, ooh. Close from there anyway, Canada. But um, that was really fun because it was a bunch of different writers, which – comes with different visions. But what made and what makes formats so different than anything that's ever come out before? Well, I think it's the level of writing, I would say, and and which type of writing it is also because it's a winch movie. 
I think there's only been one movie that was mainly Winch, and that was Shredtown a long time ago. So I think it was a, a nice way to see where the, the sport is at right now. So it was a good, a good outlook on the sport. You know, we don't see, like, full features come out yeah. that often. But, yeah. you know, it, 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 again, it, I, I've heard so much about yeah. formats. And, um, and, and, again, like, the amount of people – you know, I'm on the road every weekend. And a lot of times, yeah. you know, you got the kids that are watching their movies on the iPhones and stuff. And, yeah. and It's different now. Yeah, it's, it's weird because – Back then, it was a DVD or VHS, and you'd send it to all the different shops, and people would buy it. And now it's a transition. It's not online. Like it, sometimes movies are online, but this time on iTunes, it's a platform um, that it's hard to know how many times it's being watched. And it's it more, is. Yeah, it, I, I feel the struggle yeah. with the podcast yeah, yeah, also. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of the I don't know. It's, it's tough, but uh, I think it did pretty well, and we put every, everything we had into it. So I think. Uh, yeah, no, and any other that. movies on the horizon for you guys or any um, video parts or anything like that well, for you? I started filming for a new project, but nothing uh, nothing, nothing solidified, like nothing set in stone. But, uh, yeah, I started filming and probably work on a project and probably do a project more, not just by myself, but more um, like me leading with my filmer and do my own stuff more. Because formats was more about me filming with a group of people, and you know, um, I was more following than leading. So um, I think I kind of want to go back to filming and creating my own projects, that, but try to incorporate and bring some writers with me. Quick break here, y'all. Here's a question: Does your boat have small compartments that won't allow a big water ballast bag? Well. Now your struggles are all but gone. Ledwick is the ballast bag every pro is running in their boat today. Ledwick is becoming one of the biggest names in wake, and don't just take it from me. Riders and promoters all across the industry run the original and number one easily movable, moldable, and indestructible Ledwick ballast. Except nothing but the best, and the best is lead wake. These bags help clean up any wake while also helping distribute that little extra bit of oomph all over the boat. They're easy to carry, made from 100% recycled steel material, and sewn into the inside is a high-density foam core to protect not only the bag, but your boat. Lead wake bags can be stacked and placed in tight spaces and at a density of nine times that of water, just a few bags can replace those space-consuming water bags. Oh, and the best part, Leadwake offers free shipping from anywhere inside the continental United States. And when you buy nine bags, you get the tenth bag free. Find out why you should already be using Leadwake in your boat right now at Leadwake.com. Now let's get back to Evening with the Stars live from Active Water Sports right here on the Golden Mike Podcast. Looking forward to watching that. I got to ask you one last question. Uh, back in Canada, I know your dad started off the year. I had uh, Ali on for a few minutes earlier this summer at yeah. uh, at the uh, Malibu event out at the factory, um, and he talked that your dad had some knee surgery, and uh, your dad's a big water skier, held the Canadian jump record for, for a long time. Uh, how's dad doing? Is he back on the water yet? Yeah, he's doing good. He's slaloming every day. And um, he hasn't beat his all-time record. Still trying to do 35 off. 
He's, I think he did four at 35 this year, maybe five at 35, but still hasn't gone through the course at 35. So. And what about the Jerome brothers? We heard Bob Sovin talking about getting back in Islamski. Well, How bad do you want to strap Islamski on and just whoop so Bob? I slalom once this year, and I did... I did... A few at 34, I think. 34 miles an hour. Yeah, I didn't cut the, the rope yet. I'm, I'm at not 15 a, off. 15 off. I think I went, I, I either passed 32 or 34, but I passed one of the two and I stopped after. Well, very good. Hey, when you're down in Orlando, man, hit me up and, and let's go out for, for a little swerve ourselves. Just yeah. for fun, you know? I got to start training. I want to get some, uh, some training before Bob gets into it, you know? I, I think I got a small advantage right now, so I got to keep working. And well, yeah, your dad's been a, a water ski coach for yeah. what fifty years. Yeah, and I got a good course to train on too. So yeah, absolutely, Wow no Plaza. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, uh, anybody who doesn't remember where you're at and they want to follow you on social media, what do they got to do? They it's Rafterome uh, on Instagram. That's it. There it is at Rafterome. Rafterome. I do appreciate you, and I thank you very much. All right, thank you, Daniel. Rafter Rome, ladies and gentlemen, and here we go. We've got one more gentleman that we're going to bring up. I know I see him out there chatting with a customer. Hopefully, he'll have an opportunity to walk over here right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Warren Fries, the owner of Active Water Sports. Warren, join me over here on your couch. Let me join you here on your furniture and... Oh, there we go. Feels good to sit down. Congratulations, man. 37 years and you're 32nd uh, evening with the stars. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to ma imagine um, what started off uh, 32 years ago with my uh, mom and mother-in-law uh, making the food and, and just a friendly thing to thank customers that it could become the event it has uh, and get this gigantic crowd out, out here on a... Uh, night in november so warren over the years you've hosted and helped grow the sport by putting on some of the biggest and best events and you and i have known each other now for a little over 10 years i think it was 2008 and i it was the first time we'd met um i showed up long hair loud mouth on the microphone announcing what you probably never thought you'd be hosting at, at your site is uh, a wake skate contest, the Hippodrome. Right, right. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was you know a, a pretty um, adventurous time in the water sports. But the thing that I've tried to do is never uh, let anybody out. In other, in other words, if somebody's got something new, even though I think it's kind of silly, it might be the next big thing. Is what I've what I've learned. So. Uh, Silas Thurman, who, who was one of the original guys that put that event, or at least may have jointly put it on, but he was local for us, and he had actually worked for us for a few few years, and uh, he got some sponsorship money f through Nike, and they were able to put a pretty elaborate um, ponds and gaps and stuff that hadn't been done, or I certainly hadn't seen, at least on this side of the country, and uh, again, that was one of those events I thought was kind of ridiculous, and it really turned out to give us a lot of exposure and be a pretty, pretty big thing. And, and I, the thing I've learned to do is respect anybody that can do anything really well, even though it scares the heck out of me or doesn't look like something I want to do. I mean, I think ice skaters at the Olympics are pretty silly, but when they start throwing flips and doing crazy stuff that... I couldn't fathom doing. I can sit and watch watch that, and I think the Hippodrome was again one of those 
events that stretched my imagination stretched my imagination hey so warren so over the years you know you're a water skier and, and it seems like you've always been kind of open to to anything and and fun obviously is, is what you're pushing here but you you saw the scurfer come in you know you, you saw the the hydrofoil the air chair the sky ski come through you saw the transition from the scurfer to the wakeboard you saw the wake skate you saw it go from the ski boats to the wake boats and now wake surfing is, is is arguably the biggest thing going on in the toad water sports industry but one thing for the last 37 years that has pretty much been a solid especially up here in the pacific northwest is active water sports and i just want to find out like again like how how you've been able to stay so relevant over the years okay um well i think as i explained to people uh earlier a lot of it's by god's good grace and god has a better plan and a better sense of humor than i ever thought ever thought thought of but uh for me the first summer was how do i not go to work and go water skiing and so you know i almost felt like i was pretending to have a ski school the first the first year and the part that surprised me is we actually um, taught people. They paid us a lot of money, and by the end of the summer, I actually had made some money doing what I thought was a whole whole bunch of fun. And it was a joint effort when my my father kind of pushed me into, gee whiz, you're building a jump ramp, you're building a slalom course. This fancy slalom boat you bought cost way too much money. You got to write that. You got to turn this thing into a business so you can pay less taxes. I mean, that was his, his push, and I wasn't smart enough to even understand that at the, at the t- time. But uh, how we've stayed in from there is it's, we treat people like their friends and like their family because they really are. I mean, m- most of my um, employees have come from being, cust- you know, being cust- customers, you know, uh, you know Dan Dan Lay now with us for uh, I think he said uh, ten years. His parents bought gear from us when he was a to- toddler. He worked for us from the time he was sixteen. You know Matt Radich, our president. You know worked at uh, ski 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 school during his college years. Got a college degree. Uh, worked for us for a few years. Went to work for. Oh, you know, one of the big ink com- companies wore a tie, got tired of that after about a year and came back to work for us and hasn't looked back. Looked back. Um, we just try and have fun at work. We try and have fun with our customers. We try really hard to under-promise and over-deliver. We're not perfect. We make our share of mistakes, but we try really hard to tell people what we can do and can't do. And if we sell somebody a product, it breaks, we replace it, fix it, you know, do what... You do the right thing. I've always pushed and shoved and tried to get the best value I can so I can pass that through to the customer. I I work really hard for myself, for my business, but also my customer, you know, and I sit down and sell them a boat. And especially in an event like this, we can often sell a boat for less than I normally buy a boat for, okay, because we've negotiated with the manufacturer, and I'm, hey, it's one night, you know, what are we going to sell, five, six boats? 
no big deal. And you talk them into stuff, the customer's happy. I mean, those are some of the little things, but you know, service after the sell, I think in this world where the boats have so much equipment and, and stuff like that on them, you want them to buy a product from you and enjoy it. I mean, my memories as a young man, one summer I drove my dad's Sea Ray over a log, tore up the uh, lower unit, and the local uh, boat dealer back then, uh, it was actually a staff Jennings who's no longer in business in the market, so I can tell their name and and not you know making an effort to trash on them. But I'm I'm uh, 13, 14, 13, 14 years old, and I'm now. Uh, mowing lawns to fix you know to pay to fix my dad's outdrive unit well every time i'd stop by they're supposed to have it done it wasn't done so we're out the boat you know we're skiing with neighbors doing whatever and we're without the boat and i'm the youngest of four children i was not popular for being the dunce that you know tore the boat up and so that stuff stuck stuck in my head uh, age 12, I'm buying a ski for my dad, Taper Flex from Pacific Hardware and Electric downtown Portland, which was one of the only places I was aware of that you could find a ski in the state. A uh, couple of nice gentlemen, wore, they wore ties and suits and, and follow you around, whatever you're doing. And, and uh, I knew what my dad wanted, a Taper Flex at the time, and wanted a big big one. They didn't have it, and I ordered it. It got in days before Christmas. It had a big blemish on it, and they also told me I owed them $4.50. They didn't bother to tell me when I ordered the ski. And so I, at age 12, I was a disappointed consumer. Now, I didn't at that point say, one day I'm going to get in business and show you guys how, but... But it was a memory that I had the first time I went to California and there was a guy named Bob Mello that had a very nice selection and ski shop. And he also followed you around. He also had bad hearing and he talked really loud. loud. But that was, uh, as I got to know Bob and buy gear from him, he really, he was a competitive water skier. His kids were competitive water skiers. He really knew what he was doing. I said, now this is how you should, should do a shop. Then I... Uh, got to Mike Siderhoud Ski School in uh, Lake Shasta, California. Again, very good selection. You could take school from them. You try the equipment, and they did a, a really good, really good job. And it was like, wow, this is how you should sell skis and equipment. So those are some of the guys that really taught me what a pro shop should look look like and what customer service in the water ski because that did not exist in uh the portland area oregon and 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 in my lifetime as a as a youth and so when i was given the opportunity to get in the uh boat and water ski and wakeboard business a i was used to my grandfather that said you tell somebody something you do that do that but when you're buying you get the best buy you can and and uh and that's what we've always fought for the customer to get them the best value we can. And then we also, if they are out in their boat and they break down, I mean, there's been times I've driven, you know, two states, three states, handed somebody a new boat and took their old boat 
or their brand new boat I sold them that broke down that should not have. And there's been sometimes I've made the same drive and to find out that the customer did something to the boat that, but you just, you, you're going to do that stuff. And if you want to continue to earn your customer's business, you're going to continue to do, do that. So I don't know. I mean, I can go on and on if you'd like me to, but you know, treat customers like you'd like to be tre- treated. And if you damage a customer or you do something wrong, then make it up the quicker, the sooner, the, the better. Otherwise, I mean, they'll never forget, right? It's, pre- it's pretty straightforward because I'm sure I don't have 100% customer satisfaction out, out there. But if a customer will allow me, I will. Well, pretty dang close, right? Right, right. Yeah, it might be nine, 99.27 or something. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure. We watched the documentary tonight. You had 40 years of video footage capturing the history of yourself, uh, your ski school, your shop, Active Water Sports. I think it did an amazing job uh, of kind of telling the story there in only 30 minutes long. I know it's going to be coming out on YouTube uh, through your guys' website. Uh, all in all, you pretty proud of that video? Oh, yeah. It, 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 was, fun. it was fun. The uh, guys did an excellent, excellent job of taking the footage that uh, that we had. There's always, you know, like filming anything, there's some stuff I go, oh, why didn't they put this in or why didn't they put that in? But again, 30 minutes, um, they, they hit, hit most, of, most, of the hot, most of the hot points and, and uh, I didn't uh, do great job on notes, and, but I, I thought it was fan, fantastic and, and I think most of the customers enjoyed. You know, there's a number number of customers that you know saw some of the early year ski school like mayfield and recognized themselves or their family members and and that's always always a good good part and then flashing forward to the level of riding that some of our new sponsored riders are doing is amazing absolutely well congratulations on that and we're going to finish on this you guys made it a big announcement at the end of the documentary that you haven't necessarily outgrown your Beaverton location or this location. You're going to keep them around, but you've got a new location in the works, 29,000 square feet. Uh, one of the guys you, you, you competed with, one of the guys who's been a, a customer of yours for a long time, uh, Joe Sheets is working with you on this. Uh, how, how special um, is that getting, you know, and, and I know you touched on it a little bit earlier already, the, the, the customers, the friendships that, that come out of this shop. But, um, but moving forward as you guys get ready to, to move on to the, uh, I, I guess, the, the next step of, of active. Yeah, well, it's 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 great because we always try whenever possible. I don't care what I'm buying, but if I know somebody who's a customer that if it sells carpet, I'll go spend money with them. If it sells cars, trucks, or whatever whatever it is we need, you know, always try and do do business with the people that are doing business. But it's always more fun when you got somebody that you actually like and of years, you know, in the competitive water skiing world you have uh you know very close friendships so when you have these people that love the same stuff you love boats water skiing competitive water skiing and they've put all their time in as drivers and judges and like any uh sport as you get into it, you have to give back to keep it healthy and, and growing and it's just there's so many people 
the young kids come up is still my most enjoyable and I still spend a lot of time at Copper Lake coaching and training and teaching you know young skiers and there's still for me the thrill of getting either a child or an adult up for the first time on the water where they're actually floating or flying on the water for the first time is 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 the look on their face is priceless. It's a, it's a good feeling, and and I gotta I gotta hand it to you for passing the handle for as long as you have and continuing to do that, my friend. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And as long as God allows me to keep doing it, we're gonna keep keep it up for a few more decades, anyhow. Well, I I sure hope so. And uh, Warren, I gotta say, thank you very much for all that you personally have done thank you for what your shop has done for the sport uh thank you for having me out here this is my first evening with the stars out of 32 of them um your shop has something in common with me same birth year oh there you go there you go so so this means a lot to me i've watched a lot of my best friends my mentors the guys that have helped me uh over the years you know i've got to spend time with you and uh at copper lake and and You've taken me over to, to your shed, to your barn. You've showed me all of your cool old boats and old stuff that you know really gets me going and whatnot. Right, and, right. And I appreciate our friendship again. And, uh, and congratulations to you on uh, 37 years of, of awesome business. I wish you luck uh, with the new shop. And uh, with, with that being said, um, unless you have... Any closing thoughts? We're probably going to bring this one to an end. All right, all right, uh, Dan. I just really appreciate you com- com- coming out and uh, picking up the level of the event here. And just remember that we do take your fun seriously here. Uh, Warren, thank you very much. I appreciate you, and I appreciate all my guests, of course, uh, the entire crew, Tyler Hyam, Trevor Maurer, Josh Twelker, Krista Georges, Dylan Miller, Bob Sovin, Rafterome, of course, Warren Fries right here, the owner, the founder of Active Water Sports. Uh, remember, guys, this podcast comes out two times a month on the first and third Wednesday, noiseofthenorth.com, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, Google Play, and on most podcast listening uh, applications on your Android devices. All right. You should add uh, like a tomato can where you, you should do it on that. A too. can with a string. Yeah, a can with a string. Then you'd have all the media bases covered. Maybe if I worked as hard as you, Warren, I would have that out there. There we soon. go. That's just something you can add maybe next year. <laughs> Warren Freeze and the entire crew from Active Water Sports. Dan Lay, thank you guys for having me out here. This has been absolutely amazing. Guys, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and then we'll be back with more right here on the Golden Mike Podcast. Winter is here and that means your boat is out of the water and it's the perfect time to install SeaDeck. SeaDeck Marine Products is the industry leader in innovative flooring solutions, supplying the best boat builders in the world with comfortable, durable, non-skid flooring systems. SeaDeck uses UV protective non-absorbent foam featuring an innovative textured micro dot surface for an enhanced non-slip experience. SeaDeck is available in a variety of sizes, thicknesses, and colors, and they have a worldwide network of certified installers ready to help you design a custom kit perfect for your boat. For more information, check out www.seadeck.com. That's S-E-A-D-E-K.com. Your boat deserves SeaDeck. 
The WSIA and the Golden Mike Podcast want to remind all of our listeners to please wake responsibly. The Wake Responsibly Initiative is a part of the WSIA's waterway protection efforts to help minimize threats to lakes and rivers regarding towed water sports. This initiative was started to preserve the vitality of wake sports for years to come to ensure that we can share our passion with future generations. WSIA is focused on promoting and protecting all towed water sports through best practices, maintaining waterway access rights, educating participants, promoting safety, and facilitating sustainable industry growth. For more information and to see how you can do your part to wake responsibly, head on over to WSIA.net. The Golden Mike Podcast is back with the noise of the North, Dano the Mano, presented by Sea Deck Marine Products. That concludes the 32nd Active Water Sports Evening with the Stars live from, man, what a great event. And I want to thank Warren Freeze for throwing in, for sharing his personal time with us. I'd also like to thank the always awesome Don Wallace and the French-Canadian not-so-wild man, Ref Jerome, a.k.a. The Raven, a.k.a. James Dean. And if you guys want to hear more from Ref, he was actually a featured guest on episode 50 of the podcast. That was a milestone, and that was a little while back. He's a cool guy, and I always have a blast chatting with him and hanging with him. Do yourselves a favor— Go back, listen to episode 50, and uh, let me know what you guys think. I'm basically done announcing for 2018. I'm helping my buddy Corndog co-host an ice sculpting contest December 15th down in Orlando, Florida. My girlfriend Jane and I will once again be going to the Boating Industries Top 100 Gala again with the crew from Boulder Boats, rubbing elbows with the industry leaders. Oh, what a fabulous time. It will be. It'll be my chance to wear a tuxedo, and while I'm there, I'll get a chance to talk with some of the dudes at the heart of Boulder Boats and get their stories for our next episode of this podcast. Spoiler alert. Haha, <laughs> guys, just wait. I do once more want to thank you all for listening and shoot an enormous thank you to all the sponsors of the show for their continued support. Thanks to Sea Deck Marine Products, Boulder Boats, Footin.com, Waterskiing.com, WSIA, Roswell Marine, O'Brien, Leadwake, Conley, Ronix, Hyperlite, and GoPuck. Behind the scenes, a special thanks to Jenna Carruth on the web, Rich Walsh on the audio, and my girlfriend Jane Levy for everything she does to help keep this podcast growing. Girl, you're amazing. That's all for me, folks. I want you to know I appreciate each and every one of you for spending your time with me taking in the audio sunshine. As always, I am the noise of the North Dan of the Mano, and you can hear me next time once again right here on the Golden Mike Podcast.